gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, we are going to do the first part of a two-parter, but they're kind of split up, so you can get away with just listening to one if you really wanted to. I would suggest coming around and listening to both, but this evening, we are covering Marilyn Monroe with Nancy and Sarah. Is it Marilyn Monroe? That's who we're doing first, right? Yeah, okay, I'm getting it right. See, before I said it, I was thinking Marilyn Manson. I'm like, no, that's wrong. That's the wrong Marilyn. Wrong we, Marilyn. <laughs> we, we need the one that came first, not the one who took the name from. You the know blonde I mean? bombshell, not the that's tall, right. skinny, weird guy. <laughs> yeah. That guy creeps me out, and I bet you he's done illegal stuff, too. Uh, he's done. a little bit creepy, and I think what creeps me out the most is just, like, the way he moves and his, like, um, contacts. This, like, creeps me out. I find his face is shit funny, but... Anyways, we're here about the other <laughs> Marilyn. Does he have a small head? I'm squeezing your hand. No, you're never on mic. In Mother Russia, mic's on you. No? We're not allowed to do Mother Russia jokes anymore? Well... We should be on camera. <laughs> I've got one, and it does 1080. At least it's a nice camera, you know. But yeah, go ahead. So the one thing that intrigued me the most, I think, about Marilyn Monroe was the simple fact that she was considered she was like considered the sexiest woman alive. She was a huge sex symbol, but she was not itty bitty. She was five foot five. And she, I think they said that she was a size, would be like a size 15, 13, 15. So she would be plus size at, at you know, today's standards. But the way that, like she gave, she just exuded confidence. But as I did more research, you discover the confidence is fake. Oh, especially since her name's not actually Marilyn Monroe. Her name is not. She was born um, Norma Jean Mortensen on June 1st, 1926 in Los Angeles, California. So she changed her name to Marilyn Monroe um, when she went into acting and modeling, but Monroe was actually her mom's maiden name. Oh, okay. She died on August 5th, 1962. Everywhere I looked, it said drug overdose, but there was nothing found in her stomach. They were saying it's barbiturates, but there was nothing found in her stomach, but it was found in her bloodstream, which is weird because the body wouldn't have had time to dissolve all of that quick enough and spread out. So I don't feel very good. Might have been that bar bitch you ate. <laughs> so I'm working off the two things here because like my hands were cramping when I was writing, so I'm working off my phone and my notes. Yeah. So I need to focus. Oh, you can focus. I'm just gonna make jokes and stuff. <laughs> you read, I'll do the ha ha's. Oh, okay. Yeah. The ha ha's? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Marilyn Monroe was in a, she was obviously American actress, uh comedian, a singer, and a model. 
and she became one of the world's most endearing iconic figures and is remembered both um for embodiment of hollywood sex symbol right so her childhood was not the greatest um, her mom struggled with mental illness, um, what they're saying now that it was schizophrenia and hallucinations. So her mom was in and out of m- mental institutions, and therefore she was bounced around from foster home to foster home. She ended up at, um, I think it was a friend of her mom's, and um, they wanted to adopt her. But there was another place they thought better. For, or no, her mom took her back, and then she ended up back with this family. Um, and then at that time she was 16. So from the time she was seven to the time she was 16, she was bounced around to foster homes and was in an orphanage. So I get the sex symbol thing, but was she in stuff like, or was she just a model? And that's what she was famous for was the modeling. Yeah. The modeling and the acting. She wasn't in any. So in acting, she was doing like stage acting or movies. was she movies? movies okay. Yeah. Well, uh, do you know of any movies she was in? Yeah. There is some down here. I've got. Oh, we're getting down. to that. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, so when she turned sixteen, she was still with this fa- friend of the family, and her mom was in a mental mental institution. Um, they were moving, and they didn't have the option to bring her with because I think they were leaving state. And so she, I had two choices: she would be back in the orphanage, or she had to get married. So she was married at sixteen oh. to her neighborhood friend. Oh well. Uh, I hope it was by choice, but so she is said do yeah to her circumstances. <laughs> Marilyn wed her neighborhood friend at sixteen, um, and was divorced in 1946. So that I figured that out, and she was only married for four years. He went into the war, um, and she stayed here and did uh, mo- and started in modeling. Hmm. But that's when she changed her name to Marilyn Monroe. Did he ever come home? There's not much on that. Oh, like there's there wasn't like she was married to Joe DiMaggio and but not for very long. And there's a couple a lot of re- different relationships she had, but there wasn't too much about that. Um, what I found mostly was just about her and like the whole conspiracy around her death. Hmm. Um. So, yeah, she decided she married her friend and she modeled where I'm looking for the movies. Here they are. She liked to read. She owned over 400 books. She listened to Beethoven records, studied acting at Actors Lab in Hollywood, and took literature courses at UCLA downtown. 20th, 20th Century Fox gave her a contract, um, but let it lapse a year later. In 48, Columbia gave her a six-month contract, turned her over to a coach called Natasha Lightes, and she ended up featuring in a B-movie called Ladies of the Chorus in 1948, um, and she sang three numbers in that. In... She did a small part in The Asphalt Jungle in 1950 and put her in All About Eve was 1950 as well, resulting in 20th Century resigning her to a set or re-signing her to a seven year contract. Uh, And then came Niagara in 1953 and Gentlemen Prefer Blondes in 1953. And that was her most famous, famous movie. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Now, was that one in color or was it still black and white? They were all in color. When did were color? they not in color in the fifties? I, I don't not know. Or was, was it mid fifties? Mid fifties. Um, she did the Seven Year Itch in nineteen fifty five. Um, and I and there was Bus Stop nineteen fifty six, The Prince and the Showgirl nineteen fifty seven, The Misfits nineteen sixty one, 
She was dropped from um, Something's Got to Give in 1962 due to a chronic lateness and drug dependency. So oh, she was very much into sleeping pills and alcohol. That's into it already. That's, yeah. yeah, because um, th- it was actually very commonly given to actresses to keep them thin and keep them calm. Mm. Because, you know, women can't be hysterical. No. Never. No. There's drugs for that. Um, There's institutions for that. I saw, so I seen on the internet, this one guy does these ironic reenactments of the way things used to be. And he's like, it's all right. I got my wife fixed. She started to go a little loony. So I had her committed. And got her a lobotomy. Yeah. And and it was like all that, those kind of things were like, you know, where she might've just been depressed or didn't even metapausal or didn't want to be in that relationship because yep. some of like a lot of those relationships back then were abusive. That was just the way it was. Right. Yep. And, and women didn't have any rights either. So yeah. you weren't allowed to open a bank account. No. No. You had to, your husband had to pay for it, buy everything. You were forced to stay at home. You were allowed <laughs> to go to school till a certain age, but then that was pretty much it. You were basically taught to um, read and write. And cook and clean. Yeah. Another and that was one it. And said, to obey your husband. Yeah. Another <laughs> one he comes up on a kid and he's like, hey, kid, aren't you 12 years old? You should be in school. Either that or at the factory. And it's just like, oh, my God, you know, child labor. Because, like, a lot yeah. of the times you didn't live terribly long either. Nope. You know, it was just the way things were. Yep. Um, I watched a really quick YouTube video, uh, um, and it was a psychiatrist, or somebody was talking about how a psychiatrist had done a report on Marilyn and talked about all of her psychiatric issues. Now, due to her abandonment and the rough childhood, he placed her at having, she had bipolar and um, borderline personality disorder, Mm. which makes a lot of sense for everything else that you're going to hear. Okay, so what is borderline personality disorder? So borderline personality disorder, um, they say it's one of the roughest uh, mental disorders to have because you're in a constant state of abandonment. Mm. So it, you either get it, there's, there's three ways. It's one, it's genetic. Two, it's from childhood trauma. And three, from both. So she had it from... Both, from kind of both. Yeah. So they did find out who her dad was through DNA testing. And his name, hold on. I did, yeah, his name was Charles Stanley Gifford. There was nothing else on him. The only thing they did say that he had deep family roots in Rhode Island. So it was kind of, her mom was kind of shoved to the side and I think paid off. Um, Because, I mean, if he was in a big huge family that was very important and he had like a fling on a side with somebody that was a little bit nutty i can't imagine them being like welcome to our family okay so where does the last name mortensen come from then that's that was her mom's i don't know that it just said that monroe was the maiden name, name of her mom so i would have to dig into about her mom okay cause but her made... mom outlived her her mom passed away in 1984 holy shit yeah so Marilyn had, um, Marilyn had a will, an act like an acting will, and she constantly um, was updating it, and she left quite a bit of money to her mom. Uh-huh. 
But yeah, due to her childhood and her mom having the issue, the psychiatric issues, he placed her with borderline. And so when you have borderline, it's um, things per. So you could say, I could say, hey, Sarah, are we still hanging out tonight? And I, and you say, you know what? I didn't sleep very well. I'm not feeling that great. Can we, can I reschedule? If I had borderline personality disorder, I would think you automatically hated me. I would go into a spiral um, thinking you were abandoning me, that you were rejecting me, and then usually would lash out and um, become verbally abusive. Oh, gee, the, I think I, we've rage. heard of somebody like that recently. There's lots of rage. It's mm -hmm. un So b there's, there's a disconnect. And yeah. um, there's a lack of control of emotional – there's no emotional regulation. Um, it's It's – Unless you do the work, it's very sad to watch somebody live with it. So the constant her jumping from relationship to relationship, not able to have a healthy relationship, um, makes a lot of sense. Because her life is like spatter, like, you know, she had a four-year marriage and then she was married to Joe DiMaggio. And then there's a couple other smatterings of relationships, yeah. but there wasn't much. And and then there was her high-profile stuff with both... Um, jf jfk and rf rfk is that robert, robert, kennedy, robert kennedy yeah so she had and from everything that i read with her relationship with those two so she had sexual relations with both at the same time not at the same time oh i would have been kinky with both brothers um and she often would say to one friend you know, oh, I'm so in love with Bobby Kennedy, we're going to get married. And then she would talk to another friend an hour later saying that, oh, you know, it's the president. The president's the only one for me. So there was a lot of flip-flopping between the two. Like, I had a really hard time keeping track of which freaking Kennedy she was talking about. <laughs> There's a shit ton of them, though, too. So. Yeah, because but she bounced from, like, the two. the two. And from what I understand, at the point in time, they were both married. Well, yeah, uh, JFK, uh, John F. Kennedy was definitely married. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure about Robert Kennedy. He might have been. I think he was. I think he was. Because there's the, I some other stuff to talk about. So her life is quite sad. And so when I just, I don't know, I felt really bad for her to have that kind of a start and then be shoved into Hollywood and been like, here, drink, you know, drink to stay thin and smoke to stay, to stay thin and take these barbiturates to keep yourself calm and the sleeping pills so you can sleep because that's another thing too with BPD is the brain goes haywire and it doesn't stop and so your internal monologue is not very nice and so you can imagine living yeah living with that and then the pressures of Hollywood mm -hmm. and um like she was very smart very smart to read what she read like she had Tolstoy and like all of the old novels that like I can't sit down to read and it takes intelligence to read those and to have over 400 books for somebody to subject themselves to um, being what Hollywood deemed they wanted um, which was the dumb blonde bombshell image yes and that was her nickname very sadly um, so who killed Marilyn? So there was three different theories. The first theory was suicide. She did have a couple of un um, unsuccessful attempts, which goes along with BPD because they tend to self-harm. Um, another theory was that she was murdered. And another one was um, that it was an accidental overdose. She didn't realize she had taken that many. It was accidental. 
So a lot of people think it's the murder. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think so, too, after reading everything, because there is no way now that I'm done all of it, there's no way in my mind. Like, there, there's no, it was definitely. So I found a Vanity Fair article, and it was, um, so what was his name? Anthony Summers wrote a book called Goddess, and it's his best-selling biography that he's written. Um, and so what I'm going to read is from, he was talking in an article um, about his book and he spoke to over 650 people that were in Marilyn's life to get an idea of her as a person. So her last director was George. I can't say this without giggling. C U K O R. Cuckor. Cockor might be a weird spelling of cocker. Maybe. Um, So uh, he worked with her. He was the last director to work with her. And he, there was a quote from him that says, a nasty business, her worst rejection, power and money. In the end, she was innocent. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Food for thought. Yes. So Marilyn's um, relations with both JFK and RFK uh, came close to destroying them politically. Uh, Marilyn depended on her phone. So she would often talk about, um, she often searched for love and that um, that's the one thing that we have for life is, is love. And so she had said, she doesn't, I don't depend on anybody. I depend on my phone. My phone is there. So she had two different phone lines. So she had a pink phone for everybody else. And then she had a white phone for the people that were special to her and that would call on that. And she was always on the phone. So a week before she died, she she worked her phone. She was planning projects. She was making arrangements to fly to New York. Um, she was uh, looking to appear in musicals. She appeared in good spirits, but there seemed to be an underlying mood, especially when talking about love. Out of the blue, she called a Hollywood, um, her Hollywood gynecologist. Um, in the research, I saw that she had had two miscarriages. And so this is very very much like a BPD person where she hadn't uh, she called to ask the doctor if she was, he was mad at her because she hadn't taken his, his advice. Her last pregnancy ended in miscarriage. They believe because of all the alcohol and the drugs. And he had said, if you want this one to go to full term, you need to quit it. And she didn't. So that was a week. Um, There's a lot of different, some people are saying that, um, the housekeeper just woke up on a whim because she felt something was wrong and then found her. And so there was a lot of, a lot of weird stuff. And, um, but this, this article, I kind of broke it down. So as I read through this, it it talks about like timeline. Um, another phone call was to a longtime friend asking, uh, what can I do about he, he was understood to be president Kennedy. She then began to complain about Robert Kennedy stating that he cut her off cold, but it was JFK that she couldn't get off her mind. So she went from one to the other. It seems like she's more attracted to power. And since uh, uh, JFK had the most power of anybody in the United States, obviously she's going to be like, what's the word I'm looking for? Drawn, drawn to it. 
not necessarily the money. I think it was more of the power. Well, she came from nothing. And when you're a woman in the 50s, she didn't have much power. Yeah. And she had to she had to use the, the sex image. Money she had because she as when she started working. Yeah. She was probably one of the most well-paid actresses and models and stuff at that time. So she would have had her own money. So I draw the conclusion that she was probably more attracted to the power. Yeah. It's just really interesting in the way that she talks to different people about the two of them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, you just said that about John, and now you're saying that about Robert. So if you could just make up your mind so we could all stay on the same track, I'd really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Pick a Kennedy. Any Kennedy. Any Kennedy. There's a million of them. <laughs> the day before she died, Monroe called her friend Ann Carter. Monroe apparently stated she was in love with Bobby Kennedy. Um... <laughs> And sounded depressed. She told another friend that she was desperately trying to get a hold of uh, Bobby Kennedy and would be re- would be reaching out to his brother-in-law, Peter Lawford. And this was confirmed. Peter confirmed that she did reach out to him. Press reports show that Kennedy... So it doesn't tell me which Kennedy. It just says a Kennedy. Um, flew to California the day before Marilyn's death uh, with his wife. Marilyn tried to reach him and at his hotel, but her calls were never returned. Early on August 4th, Marilyn called a longtime friend, uh, Jean or Jean, Jean Carmen, sounding distressed. Monroe claimed that a woman had been calling her and harassing her. The voice sounded familiar, but she couldn't place it. The anonymous woman kept repeating, leave Bobby alone, you tramp, leave Bobby alone. I'm wondering if that was his wife. Or maybe another side piece. Maybe. Maybe. And the Kennedys were uh were they notorious were they... philanderers. Okay. I don't yeah. know much about the Kennedys. Yeah, they, they were uh ladies' men, so to speak. <coughs> Man horse. Man <coughs> Monroe asked Carmen to come over for a drink, uh, and have some wine and bring more sleeping pills. Carmen declined saying that she was busy that day. <coughs> Sorry. I'm not used to just being the only one talking. This is really weird. I'm sorry. My tummy just rumbled and it distracted everybody. After she ended that call, she called another friend. This friend was unnamed. um, And she stated that she would be seeing the Kennedys that evening. So this is the night before she died. Uh, She was, well, she was found at 3.30 in the morning in her room. Her hairdresser also saw her that day. Um, and this is also really weird. So Marilyn received a package, a stuffed tiger, and her hairdresser said she appeared really depressed and sad and took the tiger and went and sat down and just looked very, very, very blue. Um, and the hairdresser decided to leave as she's like, you know, you're not in the mood for me to do your hair. That's okay. I'll come back another day. Now, the significance with this could be that Robert Kennedy apparently had a real life stuffed tiger in his office. I cannot confirm. I know quite a bit about the Kennedys, but I don't know about their decor. So that was one thing that was, that was the one thing that was said in this, in this article was that he had that in his office and they were saying, well, maybe, you know, the hairdresser didn't get to see what, if there was a note or anything, but she's like, her mood totally shifted and changed. And all of a sudden she was down and depressed. That's when that, after she received that, um, that's when her mood went completely downhill. Her psychiatrist saw her at 7 p.m. She called him at 4.30. 
um, and she sounded depressed and drugged. When he got to her at seven, she was in a rage. Um, he left shortly after seven because he had a dinner date. Um, so he gave her some more sleeping pills and off he went. Yeah, here, have some more pills. Fuck. Right? But he told the suicide prevention team later on, um, and this was actually so later on that it was after when they reopened because they reopened her investigation in 1980, but they still didn't find anything else. So she, um, she had recently had sexual relationships with extremely important men in the government, um, at the highest level. She expressed considerable dis, I can't read my own writing, dissatisfaction with the fact, uh, with the fact that she was the most beautiful woman in the world and she did not have a date for Saturday night. She was expecting to see one of these very important government people that night. Um, however, the meeting was canceled, leaving her feeling rejected. Between eight and nine, a long-term friend, Henry Rosenfield, called Monroe, stating she sounded groggy, but that wasn't unusual. They talked for, I think he said, between eight and nine, they just generally chatted. And she had said the same thing to him that she had said to her psychiatrist who had been there. Um, at 9.30, the actress called Sydney. I can't pronounce that last name. Gillif- Gilleroff? Uh, he stated before his, before his death that Marilyn's involvement with the Kennedys was uppermost in her mind in this final hours. Monroe rambled about being surrounded by danger and betrayals of men in, the highest, in high places. She was frantic, stating Robert Kennedy was threatening and yelling at her, that he was reneging on his promise to marry her, saying the relationship was over. Marilyn continued to say she threatened back. This is the part that gets interesting for me. Stating she would go public with their affair and the secrets about what goes on in Washington. She stated they were dangerous secrets. Hmm. And so another um, article I had read talked about how John Kennedy would often get warned because he would just share information with her thinking that she was just stupid. And she blackmailed him back. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And the plot thickens. And the plot thickens. So, <clears throat> John Bolan- Bolanos, a Mexican screenwriter, was told by Marilyn Monroe around 9.30 when he called. This woman was on her phone for the entire day. Um, she didn't have time to commit suicide. Right. Uh, will one day shock the whole world. Marilyn ended the conversation by simply laying the phone down and he was still on the line. And he hung up thinking that she had fallen asleep. At 10 p.m. she apparently called her masseur and left a message. And the message was very slurred. Um, they couldn't. It was so slurred that they couldn't understand who it was, but he recognized her voice. The masseur was out for the evening and so he didn't get the call until, the, he didn't get the message till the next day. So in 1980s, so that's where it's left, about 10 o'clock, and she was found at 3.30. Her bedroom door was locked. The lights were on. She was found naked in bed holding the phone. So that's like, what, four and a half hours? Yeah. Unaccounted for? Yeah, four and a half hours unaccounted for. <clears throat> so in 1980s, investigators were reviewing circumstances around her death. They were blocked by the FBI, um... The FBI kept a kept a 105 file on Marilyn. A 105 file designated to, is designated to anybody 
anyone who did anything political, especially under director J. Edgar Hoover, which meaning leftist. Now, I'm not a politician. Can somebody explain to me what it, you mean by leftist and left wing, right wing? Right, 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 blah, 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 blah. Um, right wing? No. no. <laughs> I think it's different here than it is there, isn't it? All right, you take over all of this. I think liberal is supposed to be more progressive and, and dealing towards freedoms where um, conservatives try to work for like a, I don't know it's really complicated and I know I don't understand it like I can tell you that right now I don't understand much about <laughs> politics and okay, views and you got oh it? Sarah might have something All right. so left-wing politics as described by Wikipedia so take this with a grain of salt is describes the range of political ideologies that support and seek to achieve social equality and egalitarianism and social hierarchy right wing would be the opposite so you're looking at, for example, equal, you would have Barack Obama on the left side, you know, wanting equal civil rights, blah, blah, blah. And then you have Trump on the other side, basically undoing everything. Okay. Yeah. So the, the right okay. wings are the white trash. Mm-hmm. Bias, not true. Mm-hmm. Bias. That is biased, but I, I'm a, I'm a Obama fan, not a Trump fan. And then you've got your, your left wings who are you know, looking for more compassion towards humankind and more equality and, and you know, just being more open-minded. I okay. This is probably more open way, of, or best way of describing it. Parts of the file were marked SM-C, and that means security matter communist. Hmm. They were withheld under category B1 used for foreign affairs matters and national security. So they were unable to find anything that showed her, um, that showed proof other than what she was saying that she was involved with the Kennedys and what she knew. But she knew lots. So that's where my hand cramped. So now we're going to go. I had such a hard time. Just scribbling stuff out. You had a hard time. Sarah adjusted my microphone. She took it from me. No, 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 you can just sit there with your phone and stuff. No, it's okay, it's okay, she's dead. Oh, look, the cat came back. So, I'm just looking up, because you said something about the whole Communist Party thing. Uh-huh. So, there um, was interest in, FBI had, like, interest in Monroe, because she was uh, connected to Arthur Miller, who was um, a director, a playwright, basically. And I think um, was being she so she was being watched by the FBI agents and kept tabs on her because of her association association with that. I think there was concern probably during the McCarthy era that she might have been a communist supporter because I don't know if you know anything about the McCarthyism. No. Okay, so in a nutshell, he was a polit- American politician who went on like a, a a communist witch hunt, so to speak. And a lot of actors and actresses were kind of underneath this umbrella of, of suspicion of being communist supporters, including Lucille Ball. It didn't help that her husband was Cuban. But I think that aside, but I was checking to see if Monroe was um, also being investigated. But it says more so by the um, FBI than it was under McCarthyism, who was, a, I think, a state senator, if I'm not mistaken. 
can't remember. But yeah, so she was under suspicion for communist support. Hmm. So that might be why there was issues with her gallivanting around with Kennedys. So, because she could have been trading secrets with other communists. Yeah. Well, yeah. people took her for, you know, like she was dumb. Yeah. Well, she, she was not. And <clears throat> so she was able to get all this information. But unfortunately, she was never able to divulge it. Um, she was silenced. Well, okay. So there is this this person. So the Sydney person I talked about, um, who was a, uh, was an actress, but also a famous hairdresser. And... When, what was this guy's name again? When Anthony Summers was writing this book, there was a couple people that wouldn't talk to him. Now, this person refused to talk to him until 96 when he was, when he was preparing his own autobiography on his deathbed. So he took it to almost the grave. So what he did say makes it clear that Marilyn's involvement with the Kennedys was the uppermost in her mind. Final. Okay. So yes, sorry. So he finally, yeah, he did finally open up. She rambled on about being surrounded by danger, about betrayals by men of high places and her clandestine love affairs. We talked about that. Uh <clears throat> she wanted to go public um, and do a tell all conference. So this is what she told Bobby Kennedy uh, when he said that um, he was breaking up with her. She wanted to do a tell-all press conference about their lover's quarrel, the relationships that she had had with both Kennedys, and the secrets about what goes on in Washington. And nobody knows her secrets, because they're all locked up in all of those FBI files. Now, if she didn't know anything, then there wouldn't be FBI files on her. So that's what makes me think that... She knew things and she was killed. In one of the podcasts that I watched about it, they had said, um, because the coroner found no barbiturates in her stomach, however, it was in her system. So they had said um, that research that they had come across was that you could give it, um, what was that word again? Suppository. A A barbiturate suppository. And it would be an extreme large amount enough to kill somebody without it showing up as much in the system. And it would metabolize faster in the bloodstream. Yes. Which is why you hear things nowadays about teenage girls soaking tampons in vodka because it goes through your, makes you drunk faster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is right. Don't do that. Don't do that, people. Don't put it in your butt either. Nothing goes in the butt unless you're into that thing. So there was also another conspiracy that said that she was killed by the mafia and that the mafia was working for the Kennedys. And they had designed a hidden microphone that was so small, it was the size of a grain of rice. So you could, and it would fit right into the wall, like you could put it right into the wood and nobody would see. So what they heard um, in the last moments before her death that's been recorded was male voices talking. There was shuffling from what it sounds like. It sounds like somebody's being picked up and put on a bed. And then it goes quiet and you hear like shed French doors and you hear the French doors close. Her bedroom door was locked. 
the doctor was called the the her ho- housekeeper called the doctor and the doctor couldn't get through the door went around to the french french doors and had they were locked so she's already by all the people she's spoken to had claimed that she was already drugged slurring not making much sense and so you hear if they're hearing the male voices and the shuffling and her being plunked on the bed she was found naked in bed holding her phone and bobby kennedy was in the area the day before she died so if you are this very powerful these very powerful men in a very powerful family and you have somebody that you've divulged these secrets to and now they're saying they want to go public with your affairs and with all the information you know and this is about washington that's damaging yes so that's what we call motive folks yes so they because everything is locked um they're not sure whether it was there's there's some speculation that it could have been the Kennedys that did it, that snuck in and gave the suppository and left her. (laughs) (laughs) Bloop! Or it could have been, they could have been hired. Um, Because there are reports. Now, I didn't get into the, uh, this part. Can you imagine that (laughs) conversation? Hey, man. Yeah. I heard you do hits. Yeah. I need you to take this. Okay. And put it in Marilyn Monroe's bum. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the f- Right? I, I just developed an ice bullet. No, man, I need you to put this in her bum. Like, what the fuck? Well, and if you're already drugged and taking sleeping pills and you're unable to fight back, it would be so easy. I'm sorry. The first picture that came into my head was of the second Austin Powers movie. Where Felicity Shagwell is trying to put the tracking device in Fat Bastard's ass. Oh my god. (laughs) That's what came to mind. I'm so sorry. But all I could picture is like. (laughs) Don't you put it in your butt. (laughs) Oh, squeaky. Alrighty. So I didn't go into the mafia part because you are doing the JFK part and that was more part of that. But they did have a play in it, but it was more so around the whole JFK um, association with. But yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. Was that all she your had, notes? That's all my notes. Nice, because yes. you are about to hit 40 minutes, Oh, okay. which is good enough to do her, especially since we're doing two back to back. And Sarah's fading quick. So, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that she was murdered because of what she knew and what she threatened to do. How much cocaine you figure they did? All of it? <laughs> well, probably. Well, because, like, they weren't just, like, politically famous. They were also, like, stupid famous. Like, they were... They... Kardashian. Yeah. Really? They... Oh, yeah, they were celebrities before he even got into power. They were in, you know, politics and stuff like that. But, like, no, they were, no, through Hollywood, around Hollywood, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, everybody knew the Kennedys. Because I know that her relationships with them were, it was very much, there was lots of speculation. And so that her whole famous thing where she sings Happy Birthday, Mr. President, he 
in his speech, he says, thank you for that wholesome birthday song. I'm sorry, but that wasn't fucking wholesome. That was wholesome. not wholesome at all. That was trampy and sexual and like there and was Jacqueline no- Kennedy was pissed. Yes. She was pissed and humiliated. Yes. Right. So like, <laughs> we really need this on camera when we get into doing things like that. Um, Maybe not the earlier stuff, it's, but definitely that. It's not every day that you look over at your, your friend's husband and he's rubbing his nipples and pretending to do the Marilyn Monroe Mr. President Have dance. Next Mr. year's Mr. Halloween Wednesday. costume. No. <laughs> what do I look like? Chris? Oh. You can be Marilyn. Got him. Hi. No. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yes, yeah. Sarah, to, you know. Blow the skirt up like I'm on the grate. Why do I have to blow it? I can do that with your own ass. You're the only one that I want looking at my butt. <laughs> I know, it's my upper upper thigh. The one thing I did want to add is, so she she only lived to 36. 36. 36. She was too old for the 27 Club. If she you didn't was. see that, that was last week. You could, she, you should, yeah. But too young to die, yeah. Too young to die for Shersies. And that's super scary. 37? Like, I'm older than her. Um. Yeah. So her mom outlived her. Her mom passed away in 1984. How old was she? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, you can't remember? Oh, just can't remember. Can you press pause? No, no. Uh, we're no almost pause? done. There's no pause ever. How old was Marilyn Monroe's mom? 81. She was 81. 81. Yeah. Wow. March 11th. Yep. March 11th. Wow. All right. We all good? I think so. Because I'm not sure if. All the microphones are still working. It looks kind of weird. Anyways, you guys have a good night, and we'll see you next week. Bye.